This anointed teaching by Apostle Theo Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our home. I'm so glad we are able to have this personal time with you in your home. Discuss the Word of God. This is a very important subject. Are you and your children ready for the rapture? Are you ready for the Lord's return? We might be thinking that it's still a long way away before He comes back. Once you've heard the few scriptures I've got, you all know it's not a long way away. It's right here, right now. So it's important to ask this question, are we ready for His return? Matthew 24, verse 3. Now as Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Notice that question. Can you give us a sign so we'll know when you're coming back and give us a sign of what the end of the age will look like when you return? All right, skip down from verse 3 now to verse 21 as the Lord Jesus answers their questions. He says, For then there will be great tribulation, that means problems, such as has not been seen since the beginning of the world, until this time. No, nor ever shall be. So Jesus says, just before I return, there are going to be problems worse than ever. All right, let's think about how things were in the world around about the 50s, 1950s. Around the world, there was calm. Not that much violence or crime or drugs. And then the 60s. And then the 70s, and things started getting worse. And each decade, it was worse until we went past the year 2000. And then we saw things escalate a lot. Much more drugs, much more crime, much more violence worldwide I'm talking about. Until now, the last few years, leading up to the year 2020, we've seen a great escalation in crime and violence, drug use, kidnapping, murder, financial challenges, worldwide economy challenges. It just goes on and on. But it's getting worse at a very rapid rate now. All right? Jesus said it's going to happen that way. He said, For then you will be, there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. Unless those days were shortened, no flesh should be saved. No flesh should be saved unless those days are shortened. But for the elect's sake, 
those days will be shortened. Who are the elect? The elect are the on-fire believers in Christ. So Jesus is saying that for the sake of the on-fire Christian, those days are shortened. He said, unless those days were shortened, no flesh should be saved. What's that mean? That means that the human race is capable of annihilating itself. And never has that been more true than today. So many countries have got nuclear weapons. We could kill each other. We could wipe off every person on the face of the planet hundreds of times over. We could absolutely destroy the planet Earth. Verse 23. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So here Jesus says it's possible, if possible, that even the elect, the on-fire believer, could be deceived. Could be deceived by all the propaganda that's going on. Okay, look at verse 25. See, I've told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. Now, in verse 27, Jesus describes how the rapture will happen. Watch this. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. He says the rapture will happen like a flash of lightning across the sky. Wow. So we learned something very interesting here. Serious problems coming before the rapture. And we need to be ready. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1, NIV translation. The Spirit of God clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. So God says, just before Jesus returns, some will abandon their faith in Christ. They'll walk away from God. They'll get cold in heart. Look warm in heart. Now, the latest Bonner Report, a publication that gives facts and statistics about the current state or status of Christianity. The latest Bonner Report says 32% of the church-going Christians, watch that, 32% of the church-going Christians have stopped attending church and stopped watching church online after COVID-19. That means a third of church-going Christians have fallen away after COVID-19. 2 Timothy 3.1 
You should also know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and have no interest in what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act as if they are religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. You must stay away from people like that. So here again we can see God talking about a difficult time in the last days because of the hearts of people who are desperately wicked. All right, now go to Matthew 25 verse 1. Here we're going to be learning about the return of Jesus and the rapture and who's going in the rapture. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. So Jesus is speaking and he's telling us about ten bridesmaids preparing for a wedding. And the bridegroom is obviously Jesus. The bridesmaids are Christians, okay? Getting ready for his return. Verse 2. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish took no oil in their lamps, but the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all lay down and slept. At midnight, they were aroused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and welcome him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some oil for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, or we might say the wedding, and the door was locked. The door was locked. All right, verse 11 says, Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Sir, open the door for us. But Jesus calls back, I don't know you. Imagine that. These are bridesmaids. I don't know you. Very interesting. In other words, you're not in fellowship with me. I don't know you. You never hang out with me. You don't fellowship with me. And then verse 13 says, 
So stay awake and be prepared because you do not know the day or hour of my return. So Jesus is saying, be prepared, stay in fellowship with me, go to church, read your Bible, pray, share your love, share the love of God with others, pay your tithes, do the basics, child of God, do the basics. Stay on fire for Jesus because you don't know when he's coming. Now have a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together. Let's not stop going to church as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another. Encourage one another. That means you encourage your family and your family encourages the neighbors and the neighbors encourage you. Encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day of the rapture approaching. And get more serious about encouraging other, each other to go to church, to gather together, to worship God as you see the day of the rapture drawing closer. Now it says, let us not give up meeting together. Now those words give up in the Greek is to desert like a man deserts his wife and his children, to desert them. Don't desert going to church. It also means abandon, like people abandoning a ship because it's sinking. God says that what we are doing when we don't come together to worship Him, God says that's what we are doing. We are abandoning Him and we are deserting him when we don't come together to worship him in a church environment. If you take a hot coal out of the fire and put it down on the side, it will cool down, it will grow cold very quickly. You can prove that yourself. So when a Christian or a Christian family stops fellowshipping at church, with other believers, that's what happens. That hot coal, that on fire Christian, becomes lukewarm and then stops reading the Bible, stops going to church altogether. For our own sake, we must stay connected, be plugged in, attend church and worship God. For our own sake. We understand if someone stays home because they are sick or because they have compromised immune systems. We understand that. But if someone is well enough to go to work, if someone is well enough to go out and about, then they are strong enough to go to church. I'll say that again. If someone is well enough to go to work or to go out and about, then they are strong enough to go to church. Those who have compromised immune systems, those who are not well, second prize is to worship at home by watching the service online.
worship at home by watching the service live stream. That's a distant second prize. But at least folks who are not well, who have compromised immune systems, are able to stay connected that way to some degree. Worshiping God in their lounge at home or in their bedroom. Now, we must train our children to stand in these end times. It's up to us as parents to train our children to stand. How? By taking them to church. That's how. By taking them to church. Don't teach our children that church is not important. Don't teach your children that church is not important by not participating. See, when folks don't go to church, they are showing their children that church is not important. They'll go to work five days a week and they'll go out and about, but on Sunday they'll stay home and not go to church. That's how we say to the kids, you see, church is not important. Now, now, with coronavirus everywhere, we have got to stay home. We're not allowed to go to church. Church is not open. So we go to second prize then. We watch the service at home. We worship God at home. We don't run around making coffee and tea and getting the food ready. No, we get the family together and we worship God together. We show the kids this is a very important event because we can't go to church when I worship God in the privacy of our home together as a family. Don't let the children think it's not important by not doing it. Because when the children are older, they will turn away from God. If we have trained them that church is not important and worshiping God and having church is not important, even if it's at home, then when they're older, they are not going to do it. They'll stay away. And you might be responsible for sending your own children to the fires of hell forever. That is the price of that decision. The price of the decision to not worship God at home in these times with your children. Now the danger of missing church is that soon you won't miss it. The danger of missing church is that soon you'll stop missing it. As we are closer to the day of Christ's return, we will face more spiritual struggles, more difficult times, and even persecution because you are a believer. These problems of today are just the beginning. If we don't be faithful to the Lord now, how are we going to stand as things get worse? How will they who don't stand now reject the 666 microchip 
mark of the beast of the Antichrist. How will they not take it if they can't stand now, if they don't worship in their homes now, if they don't tune in online now, if they're not going to be staying on fire now, how are they going to stand when things are much worse and the only way of surviving in the natural is to take the microchip implant of the Antichrist, the mark of the beast. They won't say no, they'll take it by their, in the droves. Christians. Satan doesn't want you and me to go in the rapture. I might think that I'm ready for the rapture, but my opinion is not important. It's what God says that is important, what God says. When that day happens, I will know if I'm ready because I'll go up. And you'll know if you're ready because you'll go up. I had a dream about the rapture. I dreamt I was flying through the air, taken up out of my body or with my body, I don't know. But I was just flying through the air at terrific speed and I knew it was the rapture. It's soon, child of God. It's very soon. Leviticus 27, verse 30, from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, A tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to Him as holy. In other words, God is saying everything we receive, Everything we receive. God has instructed us to tithe 10% of everything we receive. This instruction is found in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the Old Testament and in the New. We can't expect God to bless us and protect us and provide for us if we take what belongs to God. The tithe belongs to the Lord, the Bible said. It's wholly His. If I take it, how can I expect God to protect me, provide for me, guide me and bless me if I'm taking what belongs to Him? Will those who don't tithe go in the rapture? Is that a good question? Those who don't tithe, will they go in the rapture? I honestly don't know, but I don't want to take the chance, so I'm going to tithe. I hope you do as well. Now, I need to say this, that 90% of you in CFC churches have been faithful to the Lord with your tithes. 90% of you have been faithful to the Lord with your tithes. So I'd like to end by saying, well done, good and faithful servants of the Lord. Well done. God bless you for doing that, supporting the work of God, reaching out to the lost through your tithes and growing God's kingdom through those tithes. So family, I'd like to, before I do the altar call, I'd like to pray a prayer with you and me together to make sure that our hearts are right and if they weren't right, that we recommit ourselves 
to making sure that we are ready for the Lord's return because it could be any minute. As you can see, things are pretty rough around us, around the world right now. And what we have just read in the Bible is happening right now. The challenges we see in the Bible are taking place right now. So this is a good time to make sure we're ready. Can we do that? Let's bow in prayer. Say this little prayer with me, everybody, if you don't mind. Dear God in heaven, I ask you to forgive me if I have been in any way unfaithful. I ask you to restore me. I ask you to keep my thoughts pure, my motives of my heart pure. I ask you to draw me closer to you. I ask you to keep me in the hollow of your hand. I ask you to continue to guide me and order my steps. And I declare by faith that I will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant, because my faith's in you to keep me in every way. Thank you, Father. I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know where you're going when you die one day, should you die tomorrow before the Lord's return, you do want to go to heaven, don't you? All right. Well, let's say this prayer together. Dear God in heaven, please forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Save my life. I declare Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. And praise God. I will serve him with all my heart until I see Jesus on that wonderful day. If you said that and you keep serving Jesus, we'll see you in heaven. God bless you. We hope we can come visit you soon. We trust in God. It won't be too long. And from me and Pastor Bev, we are praying for you continually. We love you very much, very dearly. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Fulmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.